Hello and welcome to show 10 of All Back to Bowie's. Today's show um, is our first Sunday session. Uh, the Sunday sessions have less debate and talk and more music and poetry and other things. And uh, this show contains some absolutely wonderful uh, music. Um, it was an extremely windy day, hurricane something, tropical storm something was blowing throughout um, Britain and it hit the yurt with vigour and so much of the sound is accompanied by the lash of wind and rain and it sounds like we're recording on a boat in, in a sailing boat in mid-Atlantic some points but um, I hope you enjoy it I think it gives it an atmosphere and uh, there's also a dance in the middle of this <laughs> um, by the wonderful Ruth Mills and um, yeah, maybe at the end of the podcast I'll, I'll try and see if I can describe the dance. Um, but in the meantime, sit back and enjoy So Swishy in Her Satin and Tat, the first Sunday session hosted by Corbett. Hi, um, my name's David Gregg. Uh, Please um, uh, welcome to All Back to Bowie's. Um, thank you for coming on this extraordinary rainy day. Um, here we are in uh, David Bowie's uh, rooftop, Manhattan rooftop yurt. Um, back in March, David said, Scotland, stay with us. So we thought, yeah, great, let's do that. We've, we've, we've gone over. And uh, he's very, very kindly put us up. Um, it's a, and he's he's terrific actually. He's been a very, very generous host. Although the yurt is a bit leaky, I'm going to be t t telling him about that later. If you're sitting under a leak, do feel free to move to the sides. So don't don't get wet. But um, yeah, he leaves notes occasionally uh, around about us leaving iron brew cans and empty bottles of whiskey. But basically, we've been having a good time. Um, We've got a fantastic show for you today. This is, has anybody been to All Back to Bowie's before? Okay, so we have a few people. Normally at All Back to Bowie's we have panel discussions and quite sort of serious... Hello? Yeah. Normally we have panel discussions and quite serious sort of in-depth stuff uh, about the referendum. But the Sunday sessions we thought it would be nice to have a break and just experience some of the, um, some of the kind of art and music especially that, uh, it, uh, that, that we've got in Scotland and to explore um, the thoughts about the referendum through that. So um, today that's what it's going to be. But there's a few important house rules at All Back to Bowie's. Uh, the first is that um, we don't ask people uh, binary questions. Uh, we don't ask for yeses or nos except on the one issue, the really crucial issue of the day, the only issue that I think is worth, people really do need to take a stand on. And that is, is it Bowie or is it Bowie? <laughs> so we've been keeping a running tally, a referendum every day. So if you don't mind, because we do need to know who we're talking to, do you, do you agree that David Bowie is pronounced Bowie. 
Okay, so those those of you those of you who think those of you who are no, it's Bowie. Raise your hands. I see it's I'm afraid to tell I think we've got 30, 30 for, and who thinks, yes, it's Bowie? One, two, three, four, five, six, Okay, is anybody, is anybody here a hanging chad? I, I, I'm, I'm unsure. So, well, I think, without calling in the UN observers, Sarah, have you got, have you got, so that's 30 and 30 for today. Um, we did have, we we wanted to have the Devo Max option of of um, buoy, but that's it's not been allowed. Okay, so um, uh, yeah, one other thing we always do at, at, at Bowie's is we ask you to do a task because we like a bit of audience involvement, but we're not so keen on the kind of question time. Uh, you know, people standing up and from the floor, it's much nicer to do it this way. So what we do is a sentence. We ask you to complete a sentence. Um, so uh, first of all, if you've got about your person any bits of scraps of paper, bits of flyers, you must have flyers, people hand you flyers, or bus tickets, or the ticket for the show, or anything like that. And if you've got a pen, or if even if you don't have a pen, maybe the person sitting next to you has a pen, um, in the new Scotland, one of the ch 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 changes we want to see is, is a greater pooling of resources. So share the pens across the row. And during the course of the show, we'd like you to finish, we'd like you to finish this sentence. The sound of Scotland is... Dot, dot, dot. Okay, so the sentence is, the sound of Scotland is... Dot, dot, dot. So if you think about that through the show, um, we will then, towards the end of the show, gather in all of your scraps of paper and we'll put them in the bibbity-bobbity hat and we will read them, we'll read them out in a sort of crowdsourced poem at the end. It's a, it's a chance to be creative, but it's also a chance to be just straightforward. You can be political, you can be whatever you like. The sound of Scotland is dot, dot, dot. And not to put pressure on you, but we had a visit from the archivists at the National Library of Scotland who are doing a referendum project where they're keeping all material to do with the referendum. And they saw our little envelopes full of bus tickets and ticket stubs and little receipts with things written on them about Braveheart is or Tory Scotland is. or And she, the, the archivist opened her eyes wide and said, this is gold. So... So you're going to, so everything from now on, all our sentences are going to be kept in the National Library of Scotland and in 200 years time, a bewildered archivist will look at your ticket stub with your sentence, the sound of Scotland is, and wonder about us. So without further ado, you get your thinking about your sentences, but I'd like to introduce our host for today who's put together the programme for you specially, um, who's brought all this act together and is going to be your host for the rest of the show, the absolutely wonderful Cora Bissett. Hello. I am 
am so amazed by the Scottish people that come out in the pishing rain. I just, I salute you. Thank you very, very much. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to give you a lovely afternoon. Um, it's amazing being asked to curate something because you just get to phone up all your favourite people and mates and people that you love and go, can you come and do a wee, a wee spot? And they all agreed, which is pretty awesome. So um, first up is Dave, who is from... <laughs> Dave, who's from a, a pretty amazing band called Kids Canaveral, you may or may not be aware of. Um, they were nominated for the Scottish Album of the Year Award this year. Their album is called Now That You Are A Dancer. Um, I've, I've heard them play live many times and he's going to kick off a couple of songs. I've got some poetry, we've got some brilliant uh, speeches, uh, a bit of interesting head chewing gum, um, some beautiful songs from the Basque Country and some, ah, well, you will find out all, all the people that I'm going to uh, put to you. But uh, first up, Dave, cheers! Hello, how are you all? Hi, babe. So, has anyone filled out their uh, wee bit of paper yet with the sound of Scotlanders? Because, um, did you put rain? Because I don't think that's going to be very original. Uh, yeah, I'm normally in a band called Kid Canaveral, and uh, I'm going to do a couple of songs now and not hector you about politics. Well, I'm in between, but let's see how this first song goes. Uh, this is called Our Hair Hangs Down, and it's not from our award. <laughs> award losing album. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of you read that lovely letter from those 200 well-meaning celebrities, landowners and uh, Knights of the Realm? Did, um, did it sway you in any way? Because um, I was thinking if there were more hours in the day I would go through the list and have a look at it and look at how many of them 
you know, are domiciled in the UK for tax purposes. How many of them are members of aggressive tax avoidance schemes? You know, so obviously I get invited to a lot of parties. Cool. Um, but yes, what a shower. Sorry, it was a rain joke, you're welcome. Um, get off this block. This is from our uh, second album, Now That You're A Dancer. Um, and it's called uh, Low Winter Sun, and it's about the problems of being Scottish for 9 to 12 months of the year because of the lack of daylight. Well, it's called Low Winter Sun. Did I say that already? Total professional. Of me, 
The sight of your house is a fill-up and wine like silhouette in low winter sun. Thank you so much, Dave. Dave, do you have a surname? I just realised I'm just Dave. It's David. <laughs> I've been doing that really embarrassing thing all morning, Dave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. That was amazing. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've got a surprise guest who I'm delighted to have. Such as the fringe that you know people rock up and go, "Hey, I'm in. I'm in the show," and you're like. Cool, excellent. <laughs> um, but I'm delighted to welcome Sophia Walker, who um, returns to the fringe with her newly directed, improved true tale of illegal immigration, ridiculous amounts of deportation, accidentally moving to a war zone, and moving for love. It was uh, the twice uh, nominated as the top five spoken word pick of 2013, and she also won the best UK spoken word show 2014. referendum has been really interesting because I keep having these conversations and reading these articles where I've discovered I'm not a voter. I'm a woman voter. I never knew this before but apparently I'm in a totally different category and this affects the way that I think and I care about everything. Fascinating. The things you learn through politics. So um, I'm going to read a new piece about why I find that particularly alienating. We are getting ready to go out for the evening. Which for me means brushing my teeth. I showered that morning, dressed after breakfast. What more do you need? She enters my room with two tops, both green. She asks which best matches the heels with the straps. I have no idea what this means. She says I need to learn to speak girl. She's teasing. Speaking of my aversion to heels, lack of knowledge on Fred Siegel, I have no foundation in makeup. But see, this making fun is uncomfortable. I'm genuinely worried. What if my kit has a passion for sequins, many petties on weekends, care colour treatments? I've never been to a spa. Can't spot silk from taffeta. Only recently learned there are different kinds of bra. This is not about gender. When I was a girl, I dressed like boys, chose their toys. No. When I was a girl, I dressed like me. Chose toys I found interesting. My mum spent nine months calling me powerful Eric. <laughs> Willingly. In my house. 
gender was never a thing. Focusing solely on feeling comfortable in our skins, what if I can't provide that to my own kids? No skirts to borrow hanging in my closet. No jewelry to play dress up with. What if my tastes limit their experimenting? I can't teach my teen to walk in heels. Can't even put my hair up in a ponytail. What if I fail to broaden the details of their exposure to the world? What if my failing to speak girl means I can't connect on their terms? Then I remember, I'm seven. My life is all about hero-worshipping Scotty Pippin. I can picture it. My proper, exercise-hating British mother standing on concrete in pouring rain, basketball in hand, as she lets me teach her how to dribble. I've been told I need to learn to speak girl. If my son or daughter expresses interest in dresses, perfect posture or graceful presence, I look forward to engaging in their lessons. Thank you. I have the show she mentioned on at 5.30 every day at Pilgrim Bar. This is my new show. It's called Can't Care, Won't Care. I spent six years as a care worker. True stories from inside the industry, set up as a courtroom drama, 1.40 every day. Um, this show is one of many reasons I am a yes vote. But I think the real question of the independence is what is Scotland's place in the world? 57 degrees north, 5 degrees west, towering out the edge of the North Sea. Scotland birthplace of telephone, radar, TV, the UK's first industry. Aberdeen Harbour Board is Britain's oldest recorded business, founded in 1136. I could easily give a list of all the Scottish accomplishments, but this, that's not Scotland's place in the world. I lived here for six years. The Scots do not brag. In fact, the answer to the question asked is set in metaphorical stone in form of Scotland's official motto. Nemo me impune la cassette. No one provokes me with impunity. Your universities are free. Your prescriptions are free. You're a world leader in green. Cameron threatens all these with energy. Your beliefs have been dispensed without exception. In Iraq's triangle of death, Blair categorically sent only Scottish troops. The most dangerous place in fatal war game, they faced certain death. Those few who survived came back to find their units were scythed, axed, lost to the chopping blocks, no jobs left, now pack up and sod off. Scotland knows its place in the world. The quiet leader the inconspicuous example. World's first state school system, first fire brigade. A government exists to educate and keep us safe. No one provokes you with impunity. This country's job's always been to lead. Scotland's new role is to do so alone. Thank you. Sophia Walker, thank you. Stunning.
know who you are now. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. That was brilliant. Um, my next guest is also a very dear friend, Frances Thorburn, uh, a brilliant Scottish actress and, and brilliant singer uh, who writes a lot of her own material, although she will be doing some Proclaimers numbers today in her own very particular style. Um, I love Franz, get up and kind of just make, make it happen. When I, when I phoned all these guys today, it was, you know, there's not much time for a turnaround, there's not much time for a sound check. Do you think you can do it? Do you think you can kind of make it happen? And I just remembered um, the, the time I first uh, auditioned Fran for a job and I really needed someone who played guitar uh, to be in this show. And I was like, Fran, I really, really want to give you this. I, I know you'd be amazing in it, but can you play guitar? She said, no, no, no. I said, can you, can you play anything? Can you? She said, well, I do a really good thing on a on a breadboard. Like I just I just do a tap dance on a breadboard. We could we could make it up. We'll make it work. <laughs> and make it work she does every time. Frances Thorburn. Hello. Yes. That's a true story. I did have a chopping board at my feet, which I now have a large stage at my feet, so I don't need a chopping board today. Um welcome. Hello. It's nice to see all your faces. I'm gonna sing a little proclaimer song that um Needs no introduction, but I've just given it one. But there we go. I've been so sad since you said my accent was bad. He's worn a frown, this Caledonian clown. I just wanna have to learn to hesitate to make sure my words on your Saxon ears don't grate. Cause I wouldn't know a single word to say if I flattened all my vowels and I threw the other way. Hey, hey, some days I stand on your green and pleasant land. How did I show faith when my diction is such a disgrace? Hey, I'm just gonna have to learn to hesitate to make sure my words on your Saxon ears don't grate. But I I wouldn't know a single word to say If I flattened all my vowels and I threw the art away Hey, hey, you say that if I wanna get ahead The language I use should be left for dead It doesn't please your yar Oh dear, oh dear And now you tell it like a leg pull I'm sure you're still full of John Bull You just refuse to hear Oh, what can I do? to be understood by you. Perhaps for some money, I could talk like a bee dripping on it. Whoa, I'm just gonna have to learn to hesitate to make sure my words on your Saxon ears don't grate. Cause I wouldn't know a single word to say if I flattened all my vowels and I threw the other way. Oh, I'm just gonna have to learn to hesitate to make sure my words on your Saxon ears don't grate. Cause I wouldn't know a single word to say if I flattened all my vowels and I threw the other way. If I flattened all my vowels and I threw the other way. If I flattened all my vowels and I threw the other way. Thank you guys. Now, this is a song that is one of those songs that you should always learn. Um, I don't know if any of you were there or if you view, w witnessed it, but uh, obviously I'm from Glasgow and I was watching the closing ceremony. And one of the highlights for me was the song Caledonia. And when Cora contacted me a few hours ago or whatever, days ago, to say, do you want to do something? I said, yeah, I want to learn Caledonia. I'm going to sing Caledonia. So it's not completely in my brain, but hopefully we will all get there. And here it is. 
I don't know if you can see the changes that have come over me and these last few days I've been afraid that I might drift away I've been telling stories singing songs that make me think about where I came from that's the reason why I seem so far away today And let me tell you that I love you That I think about you all the time Caledonia, you're calling me And now I'm going home And if I should become a stranger you know that it will make me more than sad Caledonia, you're everything I've ever had Now I have moved and I've kept on moving I've proved the points that I needed proving And I've lost the things that I needed losing And I've found others on the way Trying. I've stolen dreams, yeah, there's no denying I've travelled hard, sometimes with conscience flying Somewhere in the wind And let me tell you that I love you That I think about you all the time Caledonia, you're calling me Now I'm going home And if I should become a stranger You know that it will make me more than sad Caledonia, you're everything I've ever had Now I'm sitting here before the fire the empty room, the forest choir, the flames have cooled, they don't get any higher. They've weathered, now they've gone. But I am steady thinking, my way is clear, and I know what I will do tomorrow. Where hands have shaken, the kisses flowed. Then I will disappear And let me tell you all that I love you And that I think about you all the time Caledonia, you're calling me Now I'm going home And if I should become a stranger Caledonia, you're everything I've ever had. Yes, Caledonia, you're everything we've ever had. Thank you, Francis Thorburn.
absolutely gorgeous. Um, my next guest is uh, going to give us a talk. Um, her name's Amal Azudin. Um, some of you might have been aware of a show that David and I created uh, two years ago now called The Glasgow Girls. And uh, it was based on the real life events of a group of teenage um, girls in Drumchapel High School in Glasgow who, when th there had been a, a huge influx of asylum seekers into that area and into that school in 2005. And uh, these, these families and these kids had been integrated into the schools and really becoming very much a part of that community and, and believing that their lives were now in Scotland and, and, a, and a part of Scotland um, until the Dawn Raids started to happen, which meant 15 immigration officials would come in to a door in the middle of the night and take families away who they, who, whom the immigration system had, had decided could go back to countries which were safe. It was a, a kind of very arbitrary sort of set of decisions. This group of schoolgirls fought against that. One of their friends was removed in the night and uh, they started a, a very successful campaign to essentially get her back. Um, David and I created a, a show which celebrated the girls and those real girls are now pretty fantastic women. Amal was one of the, the kind of forefront speakers of, of that group and now continues her activism into her adult life. I'll let her do the talking. Amal Azudin, thank you. Um, thank you, Cora, and thank you, David. Um, as Cora said, I'm one of the Glasgow girls, um, so I'll tell you a bit of background um, about myself and about our story. Um, so I came to the UK about 14 years ago, actually this month, um, and I came from Somalia in Africa um, as asylum seekers because uh, maybe you're aware of the civil war in Somalia and maybe you've seen it on the news, etc. And um, so I left with my mum, and she was pregnant with my sister. So we arrived in London, we lived in London for a year and a half, um, we were living with a group of friends at that time, and as I said, my mum was pregnant with my sister, and then when my sister was born, um, we couldn't stay in that house anymore, so we had to obviously move out. So we went to the home office and said, right, look, we can't stay in this um, house anymore because it's too crowded kind of thing, uh, we need a place of our own. So they said, oh, but we don't house asylum seekers in London anymore. You're going to have to disperse you. And we thought, all right, okay, that's, that's not too bad. Maybe 20 minutes away, half an hour away, you know, but it's not going to be that bad, not that far from our fence. So we stayed in that temporary accommodation for about, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And then one day they came with a massive coach and there was different families um, in that coach. And we kind of did like a tour of England. People were like getting dropped off in Manchester, Liverpool, etc. But we're not, get, we're, not, we're not getting off. And I'm thinking, where are they taking us? Um, so I went up to the guy who was kind of like one of the workers or something. I said, excuse me, are, are we even on this list? Because we don't, we're, not, we're not seeming to be getting off. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to Glasgow. And I thought, what? And he's like, Glasgow. And I was like, where is that? And he's like, Scotland. And it's like, where is that? And they're like, uh, it's north of the UK. And we're like, oh, OK. Now, I was, well, I was 12, I think, at that time. And um, so w one of the families were, I think they were getting off in Liverpool or something, they overheard this uh, worker telling us we're coming to Glasgow. And she was like, can I just say something? I feel so sorry for you. And we're like, why? And they're like, oh, because you know, it's snowing all the time there. People are not that nice and stuff like that. It's such a shame you guys are going to Glasgow now. And I burst into tears and thought, oh, no. Um, but I wish, I always say this, I wish I could see that family again to tell them how wrong 
um, they were because I absolutely love Scotland. Um, I've lived here for most of my life. Absolutely love the people, and that's one of the main things um, that's really important um, about kind of what we've done. So, started Drum Chapel High School. So, I arrived in Glasgow. Started Drum Chapel High School, um, and in 2005, one of my friends, Agnesa, um, she is from Kosovo, but she had been living in Glasgow for five years at that time uh, with her mom and dad and her two younger brothers. Basically, what happened, um, and this was the first time we that we had heard about something like this. Um, on a Sunday morning, 14, and I think it was about 7 o'clock in the morning, 14 home office officials with bulletproof vests went into Agnesa's house. They handcuffed her father in front of her and her younger brothers and took them into kind of detention vans, you know, the ones you can't see outside the window kind of thing, they're completely black. And they locked them up in a detention centre in England, which is called Yarlswood Detention Centre, for three weeks. Now, for me, coming to the UK, um, the reason why we came to the UK, why asylum seekers come to the UK, because you, know, you have that, um, that feeling that, you know what, you're going to be safe. There's opportunity here, there's fairness, there's justice, there's equality. Children are t treated um, like every other child. You know, they're innocent, it's universal. What have they done wrong to be treated like that? So on the Monday, I went to uh, school, and uh, believe it or not, that, that I was actually quite a shy girl, clearly not anymore. Um, and I went to our bilingual teacher, which is Mr. Garvin, he's an absolute legend. Um, and I went up to him and I said, you know what, Mr. Garvin, I'm not going to any of my classes. And he's like, but why? And I was like, because Agnes has been taken away. I don't, I don't agree with that. Why is she being treated like a criminal? She's done nothing wrong. She's just a child. And I had uh, my status at that time, which meant that I could stay in the UK. So I had nothing to worry about. I, I wasn't in fear of the kind of home office coming to take me and my family away uh, in the morning. So Mr. Garvin said, well, okay, I'll go in and tell you know, your uh, guidance teacher and head teacher, etc. And then some of my other friends, they were like, yeah, actually, we're going to do the same thing. So it was almost like we were doing a strike without even knowing what a strike was. Um, so cut a story short, we started a petition, and almost everybody in the school signed it, and even those that you know, were not really a fan of that asylum because they signed it as well, because they couldn't understand why somebody who was in their school for such a long time could be snatched away just like that. Um, you know, so she, she, we were making friends, etc. So we started a petition, people signed it, took it to our local uh, MSP, and um, you know, he, there was a debate in the parliament, we got invited to the parliament. Then Jack McConnell, who was the first minister at that time, he had heard that we were in the parliament. Now, at this time, we were getting a lot of media attention. I was on the TV, uh, newspaper, etc. And yeah, we got invited to meet him, and he was quite happy for us to um, be filmed by the media when we were shaking his hand and stuff. But when we came to the real meeting, there was no media there, it was just us and him. And you know, we kind of sat there saying, these are the things we're worried about, and you know, children should not be treated like this, etc. And he promised us a protocol and came out with all these things. But that didn't happen. Um, and I didn't think he realized the type of people we were. We were just because we were teenage girls did not mean that we're you know, stupid and naive. So I remember in the metro, uh, the newspaper it came out. When you know it came out that actually he couldn't do anything about it. That immigration um, is something that Westminster, you know, they decide on that. We have nothing in Scotland. We can't decide on immigration. But he had promised us that he was going to do something about it. But obviously he couldn't. So when that came out, we were really, really angry because another family had been taken away. So there was a lot of people just kind of disappearing. So I remember in the metro, it was uh, my head teacher called me and he's like, have you seen the metro today, Amal? And I said, no. And he's like, let me show you. And it was 15-year-old ashamed of Jack McConnell. <laughs> it's hilarious. Amazing. Until this day, my mom doesn't know about it, but oh well. Um, so at that time, there was BBC documentaries being made about our story. And um, we got Agnesa back. 
should mention that she's out. Um, she's living her life. She's safe. She, you know, she could go to college. She can do whatever she wants. She can work, etc. And her brothers are okay. They're safe. But we did lose a lot of families. And I think what's really, really important about the campaign is the is the spirits of the people. The community in Scotland is so precious. People came from all walks of life together to fight against this injustice, and that's what I absolutely love about Scotland. We have that, you know, when something's wrong, we come together, no matter where we're from, what religion or no religion or whatever, you know, because, and that's the way we can um, get things done, and that's what's so powerful about this place, because we went to England to kind of do talks and stuff, and the young people there, they were like, can you come and campaign for us here, because no one's listening to us, and we're like, no, it's all right, we'll just go back to Scotland, we don't want to, no, you find your own way kind of thing, um, which is a shame, you know, but it, this is what I absolutely love. So we, after that, we continued campaigning, etc. Um, really, mostly raising awareness. And then in 2010, a certain Cora uh, was contacted me, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I heard about your story, blah blah, from the Scottish Refugee Council." And she said, "I want to make the musical about it." And I thought, "A musical? Okay. Um, you, you do know our stories about children and immigration, yeah." And um, she said, yeah, no, but you know, uh, you guys are teenage girls, you love music. And I don't know if any of you have seen it, but it's absolutely amazing. I'm not saying that because it's about our story. She's done an amazing job, and so did David. Absolutely inspirational people. So thank you so much. Um, and if it does come back, hopefully it will come back next year. Do watch out for it. Absolutely amazing. They've just done an amazing job at it. And because a lot of people were saying, no, we're not really fans of musical. Trust me, I've met people who are like greeting after it, like crying after it. Um, even though they don't love musicals, but they absolutely did. Um, so I think what's really important in terms of the kind of show today, and you know about the referendum thing, whatever your stand on it, I think what's really important is that I think personally, we, I think we're so inspirational. Um, a lot of people look to us uh, for inspiration, and I think somebody had mentioned it, that you know we don't brag about it, but I think we should. Because I think, you know, we have, a human we have humanity in us and that comes out from the things we do. And I think if, we, if Scotland wants to become independent, I think we could be an inspiration to the world um, and the way we kind of do things. Um, but I guess at the end of the day, I just hope whatever is best for Scotland will happen. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what I have to say. But thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amal. My next guest is Patricia Panther, who uh, actually wrote a lot of the songs for that musical. Um, I, I didn't know the kind of music Patricia did, but I, I, I knew it, it, it kind of had a, an incredible impact. She informed me it's called Electronic Grime. So, so now you know. <laughs> um, Patricia programmes all her own work, writes all her own stuff. Uh, as I say, wrote a, a huge bunch of the songs for that musical um, and wrote a, a song just for today when I asked her to, to come to his appearance. So I'm very much looking forward to hearing that. Patricia Panther, thank you. Hello. Hi. Um, I suppose this song is just about ensuring that everyone votes because it's very important. Um, I did some research for the song and I didn't know this, but um, it's true, it's a fact that Scotland did vote yes in 1979 and the, uh, the vote was repealed because of low voter turnout, or so they say, because of the 40% clause that uh, MP George Cunningham uh, had put in that and it didn't reach the, the threshold, so they repealed that act, so please vote this time round. It's a very important song, this is the song. Mm -hmm. 
guest is um, also a very dear friend, Nerea Bello from the Basque Country, who's lived in Glasgow for, ooh, God knows how many years now. 20, 20. And we have two little Basques in the front row. Well, strictly speaking, they are Basquegians. <laughs> there's, there's quite a large community of Basques in Glasgow. Most of them used to live in, in a flat that, <laughs> that we shared um, with, with some other friends. And um, such was the, the Basque love for, for Glasgow that this, this phrase was coined, the Basquegian. Um, so I'm very, uh, very delighted to, to welcome Nerea to the stage. She's going to sing some Basque folk songs for us, I, I believe. Wonderful. Nerea Bello, thank you. Hello. It's a very, very exciting time for a Basquegian to be in Scotland this, this very historical moment. Um, there's a lot in common, obviously, between the two countries. And one of the things is a very, very strong oral tradition. Um, 
and particularly songs about the sea, which really excite me. And um, I was going to play this, but I think I'll just sing to the rain because it's going to be louder than, than this. It's a song about um, a woman fearing her beloved going to sea. I'll sing like this. I'm quite happy to sing tonight. <laughs> joke <laughs> a little joke and it's, it's a song that says um, sometimes it's better alone than in the wrong company for you. Keeping it, keeping it surprising, we've got the fabulous Ruth Mills, who's come down from Aberdeen this morning via Glasgow <laughs> due to buses breaking down and everything. So what do we need to do for you, Ruth? I know you've not had a chance to get up here. Just clear everything, yep. Apparently women are engaging with the debate. <laughs> 
apparently women aren't, aren't engaging with the debate. Don't believe the hype, we're flying under the radar. Do, you know, um, 
all back to Bowie's and we've got we've had fantastic guests through the run but just to have so much amazing performance and such different stuff really brilliant really brilliant um, and and all to the accompaniment of the of the ra of the rain as well uh, which has been absolutely brilliant so I wondered if you had been doing your sentences fantastic this is a moment if you haven't to, to just Take a little moment to complete your sentences um, and uh, we'll, we'll collect them all together for our crowdsourced poem. Um, I was just thinking that uh, David has very kindly invited us to stay here and he's been looking after us, but we've actually now got 200 other invitations that we can take up uh, because of the... Kirsty Allsop said stay with us, so we'll be down at her front lawn next week. Dan Snow said stay with us. Uh, he, to be honest, we can have quite a lot of yurts um, because uh, I, th I understand that his, uh, I think his father-in-law owns mm, sort of ninety percent of Argyle or something. So we'll go and stay there. But um, so the sound of Scotland is the sound of Scotland is. Uh, you ready to? We're ready to go. So Sarah has got um, the Sarah's got the bibbity bobbity hat. Now we'll just walk through and collect collect your sentences so start handing them in one other thing today is the first time at Bowie's that we've had a radio mic um, so we can actually rove around the audience like this um, it's technology that we're really really excited to have so we, we haven't worked out a way to use it yet but um, so we'll get it all in uh, okay keep handing them in just, this is maybe a good point to say, if you like this format, uh, you will really, really like the National Collective's um, sessions that are going on every weekend, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I understand, up at the Storytelling Centre at, I think it's uh, 8 o'clock every night, and they are also a, a fantastic mix of singing. Sorry? It's 9 o'clock. They're a fantastic mix of singing, and, a, and, and sort of small talks and 
video and so on. Um, they're really, really, I can see someone here with a Yesterville t-shirt. National Collective did this amazing thing where they toured around the country doing uh, Yesterville. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be great. So Sarah, if you'll be my assistant. So, so yeah, check them out. You're really, really worth going to. Okay, so we'll collect, if we've missed any, we'll collect more, but right now we'll try our crowdsourced poem. Do you want to just hand them to me and we'll try them, yeah? Okay, so, have you got a few ready? Okay, the sound of Scotland is passion. The sound, I'll tell you what we're going to do, I need a, yeah, or maybe, will that, will that work, John? So what we'll do is we'll not... That would be brilliant, yeah. <laughs> so we'll only get through a few of these, but they're quite good fun. So, uh, okay, so we'll start again. Ready, steady, go. The sound of Scotland is passion. The sound of Scotland is a huge heartbeat getting stronger by the day. The sound of Scotland is teenage fan club. The sound of Scotland is rain and emotion... And telling it as it is and taking no shit. The sound of Scotland is self-deprecation. The sound of Scotland is larks rising over the maher. The sound of Scotland is argumentative and confrontational. The sound of Scotland is getting louder. The sound of Scotland is you are eat then. No, I, the sound of Scotland is you are eat hen. The sound of Scotland is quiet confidence. The sound of Scotland is air moving in open spaces. The sound of Scotland is a bubbling, ironic, bowie brew. Bowie brew. The sound of Scotland is unoriginal, rain. The sound of Scotland is united with our hearts through bravery. The sound of Scotland can be heard over the din from outside. The sound of Scotland is dot, 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 cotton, cotton, cotton. The, the, sound, of, the sound of Scotland is Dave Canaveral. The sound of Scotland is a gentle, tuneful hum of midges. The sound of Scotland is strength. The sound of Scotland is Sophia Walker. The sound of Scotland is laughing people. I think that's a good end. Um, obviously, all of, those, all of those get kept, and we write them all down. And maybe this is the point to mention the podcast as well. So... Uh, they'll all be read out in the podcast. The whole show's being podcast, and um, please do check them out because you can hear this one again, but you can also hear all the other ones that you might not have been able to get to see. On Monday, our show um, is about is is back to the discussion a little bit more of the discussion format. We've got a fantastic thing talking about uh, what what foreign policy and independent Scotland might follow. We have Ian McQuirter as a guest on that, and plenty other people as well. Um, so, yes, I'm just thinking just now how we're going to describe the dance on the podcast. <laughs> but it's going to be great. We'll work out a way of doing it. So uh, it, um, I'll welcome Takora to the stage to uh, introduce our last guest. Thank you very much. <laughs> An absolute pleasure, thank you. Um, right, I'm going to feel like an absolute twat now because I'm going to introduce myself to do a song, <laughs> which feels uh, really, really self-indulgent. Um, 
So uh, it's just one wee number to round up and um, this song, uh, I, I just felt it was relevant um, following on from what Amal was talking about today. Sorry, I'll stand up. Um, uh, one of the big issues in, in the show Glasgow Girls, which feels relevant to this year and to this event, uh, was that Scotland didn't have the power to make decisions over its, over its um, immigrants, over, over its asylum seekers, when we have a very different um, set of circumstances in our country. And, and that's something that I hope we, we would have in an independent Scotland, is to be able to decide who are Scots and you know, we, we can make the decisions on who gets to stay here. This song was written, um, it's called It's Noah Wayne's Choice, and it's written for a character of Noreen in the show, um, a, an elderly Glasgow woman, no, not, not so elderly, who was just outraged when she was seeing families being removed in the middle of the night. Um, and, and, you know, she'd spent so much time with the children of those families, being a babysitter, helping them, and she just saw them as her friends, her community. Um, this song is called It's Noah Wayne's Choice. me if I forget the chords. <laughs> Wasn't quite sure if I was going to do anything. It's all going horribly wrong. Can we edit that out of the podcast? <laughs> I do Why am I in 
Thank you so much to Amala Zidin, Patricia Panther, David, Ruth Mills, Norea Bello, Sophia Walker and Francis Thorburn. Thank you so much for coming everybody. Cheers. Um, please feel free to carry on the discussion over in the cafe and the bar. I think quite a few of us will try and hang about. Please come to another Bowie's. You're always welcome at Bowie's. Uh, you're, uh, check out the website for what the discussions are every day. Please tell your friends. Thanks very much for coming and enjoy the rest of your Fringe Day. Okay, so here are the show 10 sentences in full. And the sentence was, the sound of Scotland is... The sound of Scotland is self-deprecation. The sound of Scotland is passion. The sound of Scotland is a huge heartbeat getting stronger by the day and braver. The sound of Scotland is teenage fan club. The sound of Scotland is rain and emotion and telling it as it is and taking no shit. The sound of Scotland is argumentative confrontation. The sound of Scotland is getting louder. The sound of Scotland is eat hen. The sound of Scotland is quiet confidence. The sound of Scotland is a bubbling, ironic, bowy brew. The sound of Scotland is unoriginal rain. The sound of Scotland is working class shop floor banter. The sound of Scotland can be heard over the din from outside. The sound of Scotland is dot, 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 cotton, cotton, cotton. The sound of Scotland is Dave Canaveral. The sound of Scotland is a gentle, tuneful hum of midges. The sound of Scotland is united with our hearts through bravery. The sound of Scotland is strength. The sound of Scotland is laughing. The sound of Scotland is the voices of the people, the tune of the wind and the rain, a new lyric in the making. The sound of Scotland is smoking, Simon screeching, seagulls shouting, salmon. The sound of Scotland is rain and pipes. The sound of Scotland is reassuringly pragmatic. The sound of Scotland is the Hamden roar at the Commonwealth Games and an oyster catcher calling from the shoreline. The sound of Scotland is a surprise waiting to happen. The sound of Scotland is a low rumble becoming loud roar. Yes, yes, yes. The sound of Scotland is no longer war. The sound of Scotland is fiddle music. The sound of Scotland is mine to dance to. The sound of Scotland is you are right. The sound of Scotland is mm, Caledonia, memory of diaspora, slightly sentimental. The sound of Scotland is yes, we'll pay for it cheery defiance. The sound of Scotland is yes, 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 we can. The sound of Scotland is the voices of the people calling me back. The sound of Scotland is full of hope. The sound of Scotland is larks rising over the macha. The sound of Scotland is the pili of an oyster catcher across the bay as sung in many old Gaelic songs. The sound of Scotland is panic. <laughs>